When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to that footballing podcast that you all know and love after extra time. We are here for the episode two of 2021. Nothing's really changed. Greeny still talks Tosh. I'm still a Millwall fan. It is Jacko and Greeny. How are we, mate? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good. Um, You're right when nothing's changed, mate. Yeah, he knows. Jack in here again. (laughs) He's probably still under the thumb. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so interesting show that we've got. Not a lot to talk about this side of it, but we have got um, a really good chat with Amin Linganzi uh, yeah. after the break um, of Portsmouth and Gillingham and Swindon fame. Um, it's a good chat, isn't it? It's good to oh, one, one to definitely yeah. listen to. It is indeed. Yeah, I think he's got some good stories, mate. And, yes. Uh, it gives you an insight. I think it'll give us a good insight of, you know, what it's like to actually be a footballer and what they go through, mate. Definitely eye-opening. Anyway, so before we get to that, we're going to start off with this weekend's football. And as we all know, it's the Cup weekend. It's uh, a big, big part of uh, every football fan's uh, calendar is their team's involvement in the FA Cup. Although after today's results... Definitely not one for Leeds fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. And the fact that half, half of the uh, Crawley players used to play for Millwall is uh, even <laughs> and, better. And, uh, and, and, and some of them even starred in Towie. Exactly. Yeah, we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so let's go through. Um, we'll talk about Friday night's result first. Um, yeah. Purely for the fact that it's been quite interesting to hear how people have 
disregarded it for some teams and not for others. Mm. So uh, for those of you that have not heard, um, because of the COVID issues that have accelerated over the last couple of weeks, Aston Villa and Derby both put out youth side in their games uh, this weekend. Um, Liverpool, I would say, comprehensively beat them and obviously Chorley caused a big upset against Derby. Now, I want to get your take on it. Why Why is it that, as, as Jack pointed out in, in the, the brief sort of conversation we had with him earlier, why is it the media are sort of praising the fact that Villa have played their under-19 it's a full side Derby side, or it's a full Derby County side that's played Chorley, even though they're in the same position as Villa. Yeah, um, I think people were more shocked that Derby played at them sort of players. I know COVID outbreak. But, but are they though? Because Rooney came out with it in a statement three or four days before mm. the game, saying we'll be amazed if it's on. If it is, we're having to field a an under nineteen side. Is there really, I mean, you know? Surely, surely you've got to be in a position to say, well, well, you know, fair play to him. He doesn't want to, you know, Derby are in a dire position in the league at the moment anyway. They need to self-isolate those players that have been affected by COVID. You know, it happened to Millwall, you know, over the Christmas period. They had eight of their first team down with symptoms and so they had to self-isolate. So, mm. you know, again, it's a question of why, why is that? more of a shock that Derby haven't won than Villa not winning. I'll tell you why it's a shock to me. Um, reason being, so you've got your under-19s, your under-18s playing, whoever it is, under-23s, yeah. I don't care who it is. But anyway, yeah. you're, playing, you're playing a Chorley side yeah. or in the National League who are part-timers. Yeah. Now, these, these academies are full-time. Mm-hmm. So, surely, in my opinion... They should have put up a bigger game against a, a non-league levels team than what they did. If you get where I'm coming from in that respect, yeah. I felt with what Derby put out, whether it's kids or not, their kids are getting trained day in day out by top class coaches. That's that's true, but to an argument, to a non-league, mate. You know, no, no I, I get that, but an argument to that is if they've not yeah. played a game as physically demanding as against Chorley side, because, you know, everyone everyone has seen it at the National League level. It's a physical mm. game. I'm not saying it at the Championship level, it's not, but there is a different sort of physicality that you will get from lower league teams because they will stick it in. They will... Um, oh, sorry, they will get stuck in. They will make it difficult. They will give you a hard time. So, mm. if you're playing as an under-18 or an under-23 who's not had any first-team experience and has only played against fellow under-23s and under-19s. And I'm not saying there's a sort of code or agreement or level, but surely they wouldn't have expected... or they Surely they would have been made to find it more difficult playing against the Chorley side that are going to be more aggressive and more... Um, I don't know, just more, more, much, much, much more tougher on the pitch. Yeah, I get that, mate. I, I, I get your point. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I, I, I spoke to you before we come on air, and I mm. said to you, 
when we were on about this, weren't we? And yeah. they said about the Marine and the Spurs. Mm. And we said, oh, well, we both said it would probably be a difficult, an easy game for Spurs, but difficult within, like you say, getting stuck in. There'll be yeah. hard tackles flying. It'd be, be a bit like playing the Sunday League side for Spurs yeah. today. And uh, that's probably, like you say, that's probably what Shorty did to Derby and, you know, put it in on. But not all the Derby players, what I gather, have to isolate. Right. So why why did he not really play some of the bigger guns and put the under eighteens or under twenty threes with the, with them more experienced players? Is it is what because, I can't grasp? Is it because of the the current situation in the league? Could you understand it from that point that Derby are Derby are struggling mm. in the championship, and it's a case where. They sort of need to not necessarily um, fight on different fronts, but focus their attentions on the championship so that they've got a chance of staying yeah. up. Because bearing in mind, obviously, there were playoffs last year, uh, or not last year, the, the season yeah. before. Yeah. Um, mm. So, you know, I mean, cause they, they're currently 22nd. They're level on points with Sheffield Wednesday, and that currently puts them third from bottom. So mm. if if you're if you're in Rooney's predicament, and you have and you mm. know there have been a, an amount of senior players being self-isolated because they have coronavirus symptoms, and you know you've got a lengthy second half of the season to stay in the championship. Again, mm. would you not sort of sit there and accept the fact that they're going to put out an under-19 side? Okay, again, again, I can see where you're coming from, mate. I really do. The thing I ask myself is, would you as a Derby fan, I know Jack's not on, so it's a bit, you know, we'll mm. have to hindsight, but would you would Rooney not want to try and win the FA Cup instead? But can you see Derby winning it? My opinion, nowhere near. Right. So why would you waste, again, bearing in mind, you know, you could have, I'm not saying the pitches are poor, because I've seen some of the, the National League pitches and some of them look immaculate. But, you know, there is... Um, cause for concern that they could get a nasty injury to a key player and he's out for the rest of the season and that but can you can you see Derby getting relegated really though Jacko they're down there for a reason Greeny they've had 23 games yeah I get that but I, I, I just feel that they're too big of a club and they've got too much no, quality in the that argument team. to that is Newcastle were too big a club and they got relegated from the Premier League Portsmouth were too big a club they won the FA Cup in 2008 and look where they went same with Leeds, the same yeah. with Southampton. Mm. No, no, but no, it, no club is too big to go down, is it? Realistically, no, no. realistically, no. But then, surely, Rooney to keep his job would be win the FA Cup. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> if he thinks but <laughs> you can't, you know, I'm, I'm so, I know, I know you'd like to lambast Derby because you're Leicester, but you can't seriously sit there and think that Derby would be capable of winning the FA Cup. This year. No, possibly not. But uh, to be fair, so why, whoever's in the rat, whoever's in the hat now, have got a, a, as good as chance as anyone now. There's no replays, and it goes to extra time. So tonight, that Marine against Spurs, in, hypothetically, have got a great chance. Yeah. So if they draw with them, they've got they ain't going to Spurs ground. They're staying at home. Yes, they've got to play another half an hour. Could go to penalties. So hypothetically, you'd say if Derby put a full strength squad out, yes, as much as they could yesterday. And then they won. 
that's one step closer to the cup. The main players would be back for the next round. And again, hypothetically, mate, they could draw out, I don't know, Marine if they beat Spurs, etc. Could they get to the final? If, if the draw's right, could they get there? Yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. And, you know, from previous previous history, Mill will have got to the FA Cup final and the biggest team they, they played on that road was Sunderland. But yeah, yeah, you have to get favourable draws. And what's to say that Derby get Man City in the next round? Yeah, well, there is that, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, with you. you know, I, I can understand why you'd want to say that they should go out and try and get as far as they, as they can progress in the FA Cup. For someone mm-hmm. that's been a supporter of a side that's been in a relegation battle, the last thing you want to worry about is an FA Cup one. You want to be able to stay at the level that you're at. If if that was in Millwall's shoes, then mate, would you rather an FA Cup win or would you rather stay in the champ? <sighs> We need to stay in the champ because we aren't going to be able to keep the players that um, uh, that we've got now if we get down, if we go down. Mm. But then, <laughs> hypothetically, again, yeah. if you won the if you won the FA Cup, you'd be in Europe, whether you got relegated. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I've I've talked about this in the past, and uh, you know, I discussed it with Wigan. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you ask them if they take the FA Cup win or relegation Premier League, they probably take the FA Cup. Um, mm. I, I just think, you know, if if he'd done that to an under-19s, if he'd done that against Palace or mm. United or mm. uh, Man City or Chelsea, would we be surprised? What, if he put his youngsters out? If he put his them? youngsters out and they lost in that, would you be surprised that they'd lost it? No. So why is there a difference between them and Chorley? The only reason, in my, opinion, in my opinion, mate, Chorley, Chorley are a non-league side, part-time side, yeah. who don't train every day, who haven't played many matches, considering because the pitches are frozen, COVID, you know, so I just expected more of a fight from a from a youngster team against a Chorley side, if they were playing at Mountain City or at Arsenal, all right, mate, I wouldn't be totally surprised. And I would have said, you know what? Losing two, three, four nil was actually a good result for them. Mm. But I just feel you've got to give teams like Chorley a, a fight, whether you've got an under-23s or an under, you know. Yeah. And we see it, mate. We see this, what, what is it now? Uh, that trophy cup, what is the it? Leasing, the trophy, is it? trophy, Yeah. yeah. And and you see there, mate, you see the under-23s compete with the League 1, League 2 sides. Mm. You know, so that's that's the way I looked at it. And if they're competing, like Leicester's knocked out some big, big teams in the, in the lower leagues with their under-23s. Mm. So why can't, why couldn't Derby put up a better fight against a non-league Would you say that Leicester's academy is better than Derby's? It could well be, mate. Yeah, it could well be. But wouldn't you have thought the manager would have like Rooney would have pumped them up before the game. Right, right, lads, it's a big, big game for you boys. Prove it to me. Show me what you've got. Yeah, he could have, but I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing, nothing, mate. I mean, I mean, would if if Rooney had all them had all them available, all of his first team available, mate? Do you think he would have played them, or do you still think he would have went with the under nineteens? Mm. That's the that's the question I asked. Would he? Would he? Have, I know it's like you're saying, would you risk your players 
when you're in the bottom, and I totally agree with that. But do you think he would have? Do you think Rooney would have played his top what, squad? if he hadn't, if COVID hadn't been a factor? Yeah, he probably would have done. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, Millwall, Millwall did this yesterday. Because, again, they, they could have had a potential banana skin against Boreham Wood. Uh, yeah, yeah. Frank Fielding, Tyler Burry, Danny McNamara were the only three that haven't started a championship game this season. The rest of them have. Yeah. So I, I think, given hit, given the squad, yeah, he's he's probably he probably would have done, but in a time where you know, not not to talk about it because you know it's it's a horrible thing to discuss anyway, but with the way that the cases have yeah. been rising and the, the death toll has been rising, all these people mm-hmm. are going to want to take take extra precaution. Because you don't know what's going to happen. No, that's that's totally right. I mean, I, I get that, and I really do. The only the only other thing is, it, I'd love to have Jack to be on this episode mm-hmm. because I would like to have asked him the questions of what he thought. Did he expect Derby to win yesterday, even though he had the youngsters? Yeah. Out? You know, or did he did he expect a better performance? Did he expect them to at least score a goal? Yeah. You know, on, on paper. You'd have Derby down all day. Bear, bearing really. in mind, I, I know it's I know mm. it's not the same sort of extent, but Chorley have already beaten um, Wigan and Peterborough. Yeah, again, yeah, it's a good scalp. So, yeah. you know, Wigan have won the competition. Peterborough looked very good in League One. Is it a case mm. that Derby have had this at the wrong time? Because you know, Chorley could have it could. Potentially beating Derby with a full strength side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. I, I, I just think he's in the Rooney's in a bit of a rut now, mate. To be yeah. honest with you. And I don't think I don't think it sounds harsh, but I don't think Rooney's got much faith in keeping them up. To be honest, no. I, I, think, I know this is going into league, but I don't think he no. has. I mean, so what? What do you make of Villa's um, result against Liverpool then? Totally different, mate, to be honest. I know it's going to sound weird to the listeners, but to me, right call, that is, putting the youngsters out against the Liverpool side. Because if you look at the form from they're in now compared to last season, Mm. mate, I I don't think Villa fans would would be pissed off at losing that yesterday. Mm. They could finish in in Europa League spots this year, mate. What, Liverpool? No, um, Aston Villa. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm saying is maybe the fan. If I was a Villa fan, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. I'd rather finish in the top eight, top seven, and get Europa League, mm. considering where we were last season. And it's a bit different if he took the punt and he played the big guns and they got injured. And let's say they missed out by I don't know three points to get in Europa League. That would be the game what they'd look back on. You know, and Liverpool done it against Villa, didn't they last year? Yeah. Put their youngsters out and, Liverpool, and Villa smashed them. So. I won't, I won't Yeah, but also, to, to, just that. to sort of counter that, they put their youngsters out against Everton in a Merseyside derby and beat them. Yeah, true. And again, you know, you're sort of saying, you know, again, with, with what we've just discussed with derby, why is that acceptable for Villa but not for derby? You see what I mean? I know, I know. yes, the opposition is different. I yeah. get that. I get that's your argument. But you can understand from my point of view, 
if it's okay for one team, why is it not okay for the other team? Regardless yeah, I get that. I do get that. I think I think it, it would be different if Villa was in the same boat as Derby. Was in if they're in the bottom three at the Premier yeah. League. I don't think you probably would have seen them put the youngsters out. I really don't. But I think because they know they're safe, they're comfortable, they'll rest their big guns. But I think if they won, they would have went all guns out for the FA yeah. Cup. Villa. Yeah. You know, we've seen that last year, mate. They've done absolutely shocking in the league, rock bottom near enough. Played Leicester and knocked them out the semi-final of the Carabao mm. Cup. You, you know they might have, they could have played their shit team against mm. Leicester, put the youngsters out against Leicester in the in the two legs, but they never mate. They went full full shebang yeah. for the two games because they thought if we're going to get relegated, we might as well win some silver. So that's the way I look at it. But you're you're not wrong. You know you know, and I agree with what you're saying. But I just feel it's a bit of a difference with with Derby and yeah. Villa. Again, as you say, it'd be nice for Jack to. Um, uh, to discuss yeah. this. Anyway, um, I'm going to do a quick plug while we're talking about this. We'd like to hear your thoughts on on this matter. Um, so, please, nicely, this year, could we get some emails? Just just to a, keep me quiet and not getting depressed. Um, the email address to send it into is after extra time. That's X T R A uh, after extra time 2020 at gmail.com. I have a funny feeling, though, Greeny, the longer we go on with this, we're going to have to keep changing the email address for each year. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so send us in your thoughts. Um, send us in how your club's done this weekend in the FA Cup, if they've played in the FA Cup. We'd like to know about, you know, how your club's doing this season. Do you think it could be better? Who do you think is going to win the Premier League? Is it going to be a Liverpool win? Is it going to be a Man City? Or could it even be... One of Greeny's sides in Man United. We don't. Um, yeah. Moving yeah. moving on to some of the other fixtures from yesterday uh, or from this weekend. Um, Wolves beat Palace on Friday. Are we surprised by that? Um, yes yeah. and no. I thought it would be a cagey game, mate. To be honest, I, I, I thought. To be honest, I thought it might go extra time and penalties. Okay. Um, but I, I'm not totally surprised. It's a, it's a goal by Troy Orr, though, isn't it? To be fair. It is. It is. It is a great strike by him. And I mean, they both put out quite strong yeah. squads. Near enough full strength squad for Wolves and near enough again for Palace. So, I mean, I don't know which team would take that. Would Palace be happy to get knocked down and focus on the league? Would Wolves be happy to go through and try I, and I think it? it's a case of probably both. Yeah, I think so as well, mate, to be honest. They've both had an up-and-down yeah. season, haven't they? Um, so we'll move on to Saturday's fixtures. There's there's a couple that I want to talk about. Um, others, I'll, I'll, I'll just go through them quickly in case you haven't seen them. Um, so, Boreham Wood lost at home 2-0 to Millwall. And Christ for that, because that would have been hard to discuss today. Um, it was good <laughs> to see Troy Parrott and Kenneth Sahor start up front. I've been screaming for this for months, but both have been out injured. Zahor got a goal. Um, it was actually a very nice move, to be fair. I didn't see the second goal. I presume it would have been a corner if Hutchison got into it. Um, so we're we're through to the draw on Monday. Uh, for those of you that are interested in the draw, it is um, before the Stockport game on BBC Monday night. So it'll be an interesting one. I don't really fancy Stockport doing anything special. Um, Everton beat Rotherham 2-1. Uh, Greenies boys Luton beat Reading 1 0. Norwich beat Coventry 2 0. Yep. Um, Forest beat Cardiff 1 0. 
Mm. Now, yeah, loyal yeah. tailor. Uh, are you? Uh, if you're Cardiff, is that really an issue? Mm. Not really. I mean, they've been dipping form as much as Forest have. I mean, they're currently fifteenth um, on twenty-nine points. They're ten points clear of the top three. Mm. Yeah, they're. To be to be to be brutally honest, mate, I think there's a better result yeah, for yeah. Forest due to the way they the way they've been in the uh, championship, really. So I don't think Cardiff would be too hard done by over that result, but I think Forest would be over the moon. Obviously, surely two Derby Nil we've discussed. Um, Greenies boys Blackburn, yes, Greenies got a lot of teams in this. Uh, Greenies boys Blackburn lost yeah. one nil. So there's your pick for the uh, FA Cup gone, isn't it? Yeah, I've still got a yeah. couple more. Um, Jacko's boys, Bournemouth, beat Oldham 4-1. Um, they're only Jacko's boys until Mill will play them on Tuesday, at which point I hope we do something, <laughs> but I doubt we will. Uh, Sheffield United managed to scrape through against Bristol Rovers. Um, it's their first win in quite a long while. Um, mm. Do you think they can put that form into the, into the Premier League, or are we thinking it's a bit of a tough no, 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 I don't think they can. I mean, look at it, mate. Bristol, Bristol are having a poor yeah. season as it is in their league, and they've, they've put two past Sheffield side, which is quite a strong mm. Sheffield side. So they're conceding two against the Bristol yeah. Rovers, mate. I can't. I don't think. I think they'll struggle. And to be fair, they've only just mm. straight through. Um, Black Blackpool so, yeah, struggle. Played West Brom. Mm. One on penalty. Yeah. Do no, I move on? From I, that I want to discuss this because. You've been an advocate of Sam Allardyce, and I, mm. I get why. I know you like him, but mm. he's not done all that well at West Brom. Now, surely he would have focused on this game, to sort of turn their form around. Do you mm. not think? I do think, mate. As much as I hate to say it, yeah, I think it was a must-win game, really. Um, Obviously, this. Just, just quickly but, talking about it, obviously, Allardyce has claimed that he's wanted to bring in a lot of players. Um, he's bought in Robert Snodgrass mm. from West Brom, uh, West Ham, but he's got rid of Charlie Austin and he's yeah. sent him back to QPR on loan. Is that, is that a sensible move yeah. or do you feel that Charlie Austin is not good enough for the Premier League? No, I think, I think that's not a sensible yeah. move at all, mate. And he probably... He's proved it in that in the Prem, mate. He's proved it with uh, Southampton when he were there, you know. And it, and he's a he's a very good oh, striker yeah, to keep him fit, and you get the right players around him. He's a he's a great striker. It reminds me a bit yeah, of yeah. like a Danny Ings, and uh, I feel mm. it's a bad move personally. I'm sure the Baggy fans might agree. QPR fans won't though. Look, I can't see where. No, they'll love that. Yeah, it's a great move for them. But West Brom now, I'm looking, mate. I'm thinking, well, who's going to score the goals? Where, where's the goals coming from? Uh, you know. So, yeah, big, big, hard times for Mr. Um, Burnley managed to win on penalties against the MK Dons. Um, so, I relief for Mr. Dodge mm. there. Yeah, I think so, mate. That was another upset, weren't it, on the um, cards there. Again, that, would they want to progress or would he not have minded getting knocked out, mate, to be honest? Well, they're, they're, they're the not league. been on a bad run of form, so they probably would like to have done Obviously, they've got through to the fourth round. They'd probably like to go through and get as far as they can in the cup. Um, 
let's just say the Vidra, 94th minute. Yeah, yeah, just scraped it, really. Uh, that must have been the last uh, kick of the game. Almost certainly. Um, Sheffield Wednesday beat Exeter 2-0. Fulham managed to beat QPR 2-0 after extra time. Um, that's not a name drop. That's just because we are called that. Uh, Swansea beat Stevenage 2-0. Um, your boys, Leicester, beat Stoke 4-0. Um, mm. Convincing yeah, win. Easy. Yeah, um, comfortable, mate. Uh, Mr. Justin's goal was a bit special. It was, wasn't it? He's in great form at the minute. I'm just thinking to myself, how can well, Ricardo get him back? It's, in it's a good headache to have if he is fully fit, though, isn't it? Yeah, he is, mate. But 4 0, great result. Bring on uh, the yeah. the next round. Remember what happened last time. <laughs> um, Wickham beat Preston 4-1, which I think Wickham would have preferred that yeah. to have been an FA, a, a league game, not, an, a, not a cup game. But, you know, it's a chance for them to progress into the uh, next round. Um, so that will give them a yeah. bit of confidence going forward. Arsenal beat Newcastle after extra time. Um, yeah. And they left it quite late in extra time as well. Um could we see Arsenal doing it again this year, or do we think there are better teams in the in the hat still? Can't no. see it this year, mate. I think they they look they look more poor this year yeah. than what they did last year, to be honest. So I, I, I mean, two 0 that flatters them, mate. Because I watched the game; it was a dead game, and 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 um, Andy Carroll had a great chance mm. near the end, mate, to bury it yeah. to make it one nil, and he and he obviously put it wide, but. Smith Rowe got the first goal, got sent off, <laughs> come back on. Um, <laughs> Brentford beat Middlesbrough 2 1. Uh, Plymouth beat Huddersfield 3 2. That's a bit of a shock. Um, although saying that, mm. well, Huddersfield have been very up and down this year. So, yeah, I would class that as a shock. Uh, and Manchester United beat Watford 1 0. Another one of Greeny's lot. Um, today's results Barnsley beat Tramir 2 0. Bristol City beat Portsmouth 2-1. Chelsea um, safely dispatched Morecambe. Um, good to see Kai Havertz on the score sheet, as well as Werner. I know it's only Morecambe. Is it yeah, good to mate. see that? No, it's just, yeah, it's a start, mate. I know we've mentioned a bit about Havertz and Werner last, in yeah. the last pod about flop or not. So, and, mm. you, and you said more time, you know, and then they'll probably start scoring. Yeah, and they're both on the street, um, mate. So yeah, Cheltenham beat Mansfield two one after extra time. Um, I don't really know what to make mm. of that. I'm not overly confident on my knowledge of lower league no. football, so we'll skip over that. Um, Manchester City <laughs> quite easily beat Birmingham. Dale, if you're listening, sorry, mate, but that's quite funny. Um, and lastly, the <laughs> uh, the one that we've all been wanting to talk about, Crawley have decided to dispatch Leeds three 0 in the FA Cup. Um, <laughs> more torment for Marcelo Bielsa's side. Um, where do Leeds go from here? Do they do they take it to be kicking the teeth, or do, do they, they just go? Oh. They've had their day. We're in the Premier League. We'll carry on as normal. Do you know what, mate? I was thinking that to myself when I thought the squad Leeds pull out is near enough for yeah. a first team squad. And again, Leeds are another mm. team that are here to miss. You know, I, I mean, where where do you go? I think Leeds fans would have obviously wanted yeah. to progress further in that. But I'm sure they really want to stay in the Prem, mm. which it looks like they're going to in a way. 
But I'll be slightly worried for next season. I reckon I'll be a Sheffield yeah. next year. <laughs> You've heard it. Watch yeah. it. Watch <laughs> nothing happen, and I'll quite happily remind you about it um, going forward. So there, <laughs> there is our, our sort of catch up of um, the FA Cup. Um, as I say, the draw is tomorrow night before the Stockport game. Obviously, we've got two games today. Marine take on Spurs, yeah. which uh, you've got to be gutted in the time of Corona that Marine have got Spurs at home and no one can go to the game. It is, mm, um, it is good. But um, they have done a good thing, haven't they? They've been yeah. buying virtual tickets. I don't know if you've seen it. They've made, they've made a lot of money, mate, which Marine Obviously, going to get oh, the money good. to Boris. So I think oh, I don't know if you've so. heard this. I think Jurgen yeah. Klopp has been helping out uh, Marine this week. Um, apparently, what he's done is oh, he right. sent them out uh, scouting packages on Spurs. He's um, managed to do I don't know if he's done it virtually or not, but coaching sessions with the players. They've had the Liverpool coaches come in and help them, and. I know it doesn't get talked about a lot, but you've got to say fair play to Liverpool for doing that. Yeah, that's decent. And I'm just looking now. There's one, two. They've played yeah. loads of games. I think they, where they are now. I think they uh, start the FA Cup the running all in July or something. Yeah, well, it's the preliminary yeah. rounds, and then they've had to do qualifying one, two, and three, yeah. and four just to get and then round one. Actually, yeah. this will be their so, ninth FA Cup uh, time. You know, fair, fair play to those that have helped <laughs> so, Marine out. Fair play to them for the virtual tickets because, yeah, the money that they'll get from this game is is just amazing and it will help them stay around mm. for many more years to come. And, you know, they probably aren't listening to this, but good luck for the, uh, the game today. Um, hopefully it all goes relatively well. Um, yeah. And while you're there... Uh, where is it? Just quickly while we're on this thing of FA Cup, yes. Millwall yeah. are ball number fifteen. Yeah, I'd already seen that for tomorrow's. Uh, what, what, FA what Cup just, see, that makes 17. no sense. Why are we higher up? Mm. Surely, surely, well, it's just yeah, going alphabetical. Doesn't make sense, does it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, even Man City, Man City number 25. Anyway, right. So, um, another sort of hot yeah. topic talking point I want to talk about today. Um, there's been some news that's come out over the last couple of days with regards to the Virgil van Dijk, Jordan Pickford challenge and how mm. um, Michael Oliver has come out saying that it was a mistake not to look at it further in the fact that Pickford should have been sent off. Mm. Um, Oliver was quoted as saying, we got, sucked too, we got sucked too much into going step by step as opposed to thinking of the bigger process. Um, <sighs> too little, too late? Or is it a case that the referees are saying, yeah. yeah, do you know what? We got this wrong. And or But again, as I say, is it too little too late and that they should have realised this back when it first happened? Yeah, totally right, mate. Too little too late. Should have picked up on it there and then. I mean, they've got the monitors, mate. 
we 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 seen it on the replay from our telly. How mm. the hell have they not picked it up from their telly? You know, if it, even if it takes two or three more minutes, mate, we wait we wait that long now, but it, so it doesn't make no difference really. So an yeah. extra couple of minutes to check it, send him off. But now, you know, does it make referees think more? Will it change a little bit? And they check it all over now. But again, yesterday I thought it was meant to be a penalty in that. Um, was it yeah. the Arsenal game? He stuck his legs no. out, and they didn't even check it. And I thought it was a penalty. You know, so yeah, I think VAR um, mate's just gone crazy. Do you still think VAR should be part of football, or do you think it's a case where it needs to be changed? Not the system and how it's how they use it, but what the referees are telling the or what the video assistants are telling the referees on the field. In my opinion, mate, I'd get rid of it. It's, yeah, it takes it takes it takes the talking points out. The actual game, too many cock ups in it. it. Takes too long. Get the game back to where it was. Leave it to the man in the middle. The two linos. I mean, you don't even see the referees behind the goal anymore, do you? Yeah, yeah, that was in the Europa and Champions League games. Yeah, yeah. Why not do that instead? Is that going to help with certain decisions you know. in the middle of the pitch? Especially off the field incident. I, I think... Mm, possibly not. Possibly not. But mm-hmm. with how many years have they been without VAR? Too many. And and if needs be, mate, the FA can always look at it after the game. And we still see it now. They pick up things after. And they still suspend players yeah. and, and whatnot after the games. So just leave it as that. Let the FA deal with it. If they think it's a bad tackle and they want to suspend them, let them suspend them. But don't, don't wreck the game anymore as it is. Just leave it. Okay. Um, yeah. I I think, yeah. I, I think looking looking back at it, it was definitely something that you should have discussed sooner and waiting six months down the line is, hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say cowardly. I just think it's stupid timing. Because it's, 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 as we've discussed, it's a case of, yeah, it's just too little, too late now. It should have been, something should have been done then. Um, yeah. You know my feelings on VAR. Um, certain times I have wanted the call for VAR, but I just don't think it's utilised properly. And I think there's issues with the officiating crew and how it's looked at that I think needs to be adjusted before it can be carried on. But as as people have pointed out, it's a case of everyone, you know, a majority of people are screaming that they don't want VAR. Yet, if we were to scrap it tomorrow and there was a foul in the box and the referee missed it, people would go, well, VAR would have picked up and it'd be a pen. So you're sort of, it's a lesser of two evils, mm. I, I suppose. But I just... I do really wish it was a case that it got looked at properly. And I wouldn't necessarily work better, but I just think it should be a... It, it should be doing better than it is, is, is all my... It's a, yeah, I mean, it's the same as the FA Cups, mate. If mm. you drew it home to a Prem side, there's VAR. If you're at home and you're not in the Prem, there's no VAR. I mean, yeah. to me... That ain't fair. 
there could be a, a foul in today's game. Marine could get a penalty. Yeah. We don't give it, but it's a blatant penalty on VAR. You know? So, I, I, it can mm. cost teams, these smaller sides, it can cost them. So, I think if they're not going to have VAR, don't have it at all. If you're going to have it, let's say from the yeah. quarterfinals, yeah, semi-finals, we'll have it. Do you know? I'm sure they, I'm sure they can put a, a, a VAR TV in the I... stadium for one game. Surely have it on wheels. Yeah, I think it's difficult. You know, um, I think because of the finances involved to readjust the stadiums with all the bits and pieces that they need, it, it's why it's only done in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, it's it's a tough one to discuss. It really, really is. Um, but I do, I, I do feel that if it was to work, mm. probably clubs lower down would probably be more inti- inclined to want to um, look at investing the technology in so that they can use it. To... Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, t- it's a tough one. And I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. I just think we're going to have to deal with it as best we can and move on. Um, Moving on to the next bit, I, I was going to look at some transfers, but there's not been a lot of, of transfer gossip that really has sort of caught my eye. Obviously, uh, Ahmad Diallo has gone from Atalanta to Manchester United for 19 million. Um, there has been an interesting story um, developing from Inter Milan with regards to Christian Eriksen and his agent. By the sounds of it, they've not been paid what they mm. should have been when they moved to Inter Milan at the start of the season. And so um, Ericsson's mm. team are preparing a a discussion with Inter Milan about getting that money. Um, whether or not that goes through, I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But... To see. Obviously, there's a lot of talk that Ericsson wants to go to PSG. Um, there's a lot of talk as well that he, their clubs in England are looking yeah. to bring him back over here. Uh, United, I think, is one of the main ones that I've heard. Where, where would you see him going? Um, and where, where do you think would be a better mm. fit for him than Inter? I could see him going PSG, mate, yeah. Due to, obviously, Poch's uh, now to the gaffer. But uh, would he get game time? Do you think he PSG would change side? I don't though? think he would. I think... I, I, don't, I don't think he would, Jacko. I really don't. I think that's it's too big club mm. for him. I feel that go back to the Prem would be his best option. And Everton, yeah. or West Ham, something like that would do for Ericsson. PSG, too big. Two big players in that squad, mate, to drop for Ericsson. I'm not saying he's, he's a rubbish player or anything, because he's class, mm. but if Inter ain't using him, okay. I can't right. see PSG well, using him. As, as Mr Green has started off a new sort of flop or not subject, I have started something off. And this is thanks to those at 442.com. They have a lot of interactive quizzes, football-based, that I'm going to test Mr Green's knowledge on. 
And the first one today, it's only a, a quick five-minute one. This is for, for, huh. for you. For, we should be able to manage this for yourself. But you have to name every English yeah. club to qualify for the Champions League and Europa mm. League since 1992. Okay? There's 29 teams. Oh. Right? You've got five minutes. Right. When I say go... You have to ring them out, and I will say whether or not they are part yeah. of this list or not. Okay? Does it does it sound reasonable enough to okay. you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this I is obviously for those that are listening. It's just a quick uh, quiz. You can obviously tick them off yourself and see how you get on. And you can always email in with quiz ideas and let us know how you get on. So, Mr. Green, your five minutes to name all 29 English club sides to qualify for the yeah. Champions League or Europa League since 1992 <laughs> starts now. Uh, Man United. Um, Man, Man City. Arsenal. Uh, Leicester. Um, who else is there? Pompey. Wigan. Portsmouth, Wigan, yeah. yeah, Chelsea. <laughs> um, who else is it? Would it be? Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, mate! Yes, you said Yes, you said Arsenal. Have I said Arsenal? Yeah, you've said Man City. You've Ma- said Man United. Man, Man City. Um, Liverpool. Oh, who else is that? I'm going Newcastle, um, Blackburn. Um, who else is there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just said oh, Blackburn. Have I said Blackburn? Hold on. <laughs> Aston Villa. Yep. Um, Aston Villa. Who else is there? Oh shit, Tottenham. Okay. <laughs> Where's Jacko when I heard Jack when I need him? Three and a half minutes. You've got you've got twelve um, and you've got three and a half I must minutes. Have about twenty there. <laughs> Sheffield. Um, Sheffield is a guess. Sheffield United. No. Sheffield United. <laughs> Premier League. Notts County. Premier League. Think Premier League. Oh. Oh, you're doing Premier League. Um, oh, fucking hell. Um, yeah, you said Leicester. Leicester City. Have I said them? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Is... Oh, fucking hell. West Ham. <laughs> West Ham. West Ham. Yes. Bolton. To West Ham. Yes, to Bolton. Yes, to Everton. Everton. Uh, yes, to Wolves. Wolves. Fulham. Okay. Yes, to Fulham. I'm on a roll. Um, Charlton. No, to Charlton. Oh, fuck off. Um, In Europe? Blackpool. No. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I'm just pulling names out of an app. You haven't um, said one that's currently in the Premier League. I've said Pompey. Um, beat today by Crawley. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, um, you're joking. <laughs> Who played Crawley today? There we go. Jesus. Um, Lee. You've got a minute, a minute, a minute and 40 um, seconds left. You Jesus need 11. Christ. Oh, I ain't going to get that, am I, mate? Um, who else is there? Newcastle, Nottingham yes, Forest. Well Back in 94. Uh, fuck it. Yeah, um, you have. West Ham, I think I've said then. Yes, you said Everton. I think I've, have I said Everton? Yeah, I think I have. Um, Forest, I've said. Oh, Birmingham City, stab in the dark. Derby. Birmingham. Yes. Derby. No. No. I'm going to go with your not... team. Oh, Millwall. No. Oh, actually, no. Hold on. We'll try that. Wow. Yes, Burnley. Millwall. Yeah. In 2003. Burnley. Yay. Um, Burnley. Yes. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, Sunderland, I think, doesn't it? No. Southampton. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, they would have done it. They won the League Cup. Stab, but Swansea. Yeah. Um, Watford. No. You got... You got five seconds. Oh. Five seconds. I ain't got a clue now, mate. I've, I've lost the Everton. Okay, uh, right then. I don't know, so, you've got gone. Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Leicester, Tottenham, Wolves, Arsenal, Burnley, Everton, Southampton, West Ham, Swansea, Wigan, Newcastle, Birmingham, Fulham, Portsmouth, Bolton, Blackburn, Millwall, Leeds and Forest. Yeah. Okay. The ones you didn't get was Stoke. Yeah, not bad. Hull. Oh fuck. Yeah. Uh, Villa. Oh. In two thousand nine ten, Middlesbrough in two thousand and four mm. five, Ipswich in two thousand and one two, and Norwich in ninety two ninety three. Uh, I tell you what, mate. You did, you did spell oh, on. You got hell. one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six. You got um, 23 out of your 29. There you go. There you go. Oh, so, hopefully, everyone else did a lot better than Mr. Green and didn't struggle for as long as my worth. That was a struggle. So, there we go. Um, that brings the uh, little fun field factor uh, <laughs> of the quiz at the end uh, join us after the break it won't be a break to you it will be for us uh, where Amin Linganzi will uh, give us an insight into his career and how his faith has definitely helped him through some very very dark times um, it's a brilliant interview that we have with him he's a top bloke if you're listening 
thank you very much. I mean, it's um, very kind of you to come on. And yes, so join us uh, for part two after this. Welcome back to part two of After Extra Time. I'm your host, Greeny, and joining me, as usual, is Jacko. And, yeah, <laughs> Jacko's on this time. <laughs> also, we do have a special guest on, and it's Amin Lingansi. I'm very well, thank you very Amin? much. Thank you. Good, hopefully no, that, I pronounced your perfect. name right. That's perfect, that's perfect. <laughs> I can't complain, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> What I'm going to ask to start off with, I mean, is um, obviously you started your career off at Saint Etienne in um, France. Obviously, you're born in Algeria. How, how did it come about from you being obviously born in Algeria and getting your youth career over in well, Saint Etienne? Uh, it's simple. Uh, my, my my father was a was a diplomat. He worked in the the embassy mm. of Congo, and they 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 they, they just travelled to Algeria, and I was born there. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty then, simple. Uh, yeah. And then obviously, um, I was born in uh, 1989. So during this period, it was the, the civil war in Algeria. So diplomatically, mm. uh, I went to to France to escape, and then uh, we stayed there. And then suddenly, and then after, we stayed in France with my family. That's decent. I mean, obviously, it worked out well for you in that respect, mate. Because, like I said, you started your youth career off at St Etienne. You've worked through the ranks, I mean. and I mean, obviously, you got to uh, first team appearance in 2008 for St Etienne. How was that feeling of playing for the team? Well, I think when, when you're 18, you don't really, you don't really realise, you know. You just want to, to play football uh, mm. before you get a, a nice haircut to make sure everything's okay. <laughs> because you know all your family, your friends, they're going to watch you on TV. And uh, it was a special yeah. game because yeah. um, that, that, that game was against the, the champions. It was Bordeaux at time. So it was a lot of pressure. Mm. So I just went in and uh, I, just, I just gave my best. But it was a, yeah, it was a special moment for me. Yeah, I mean, you established yourself quite well in that starting eleven. Um, I mean, I mean, you made twenty-two appearances, got a goal on there as well. So you you're quite a um, part, integral part of the first team. Well, um, I, so th- these appearances, it was more with the second team, to be honest with you. And with the first team, I did less than that. Mm. I did less games, but um, the the problem I had uh, when I was eighteen, I had a lot of injuries. And in the same time, the the manager yeah. uh, changed, and then everything changed. So I was part of the team for about two years. Then after I left, I left because uh, mm-hmm. you know my destiny changed. So yeah, I was just about to move on. Obviously, like you say, your destiny changed. Um, you left France and you come to the UK um, and signed for my, my <laughs> side, Blackburn Rovers. Um, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did that come about? I mean, was that always a move you wanted to do by coming over to England? And no way. The English game? <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, no way. Because you know, I, I I was only like eighteen, so and after nineteen, but in my mind, I was just wanted to to play football mm. and, and enjoy myself. And uh, my agent at time said to me, "Let's go to England." 
I said, well, okay, let's go, you know. So <laughs> I went there. They asked me to do a trial <laughs> for, for two days. And uh, when I was on trial, mm. uh, um, uh, Blackburn, we were watching the t uh, on TV. Mm. The manager in Sainte Chen was sacked. I said, oh? <laughs> I said, okay. So what happened is instead of stayed like two days in Blackburn on trial, I stayed three weeks. So I went back to France and uh, my manager, the new manager told me, I mean, I want you to stay. You know, I want you to play with me. And me, uh, I said, no. I said, no. And uh, I signed for Blackburn Rovers a few, few days after. That, that's cool. I mean, obviously, you played for Blackburn in a couple of appearances as well. I mean, I mean, what was the difference between the French standard of football compared to the English game? Was it, um, easy to adapt it to? wasn't easy, to be honest with you. Uh, my experience in terms of football wasn't great uh, because when I arrived in when I arrived at Blackburn, mm. I was still injured. Uh, it was really really tough moment for me. But on the same side, um, when I was there, you know, uh, the the amount of money is huge in Premier League compared to to France. You know, yeah. and what I liked was the humility uh, I had in the in this team. You know. Uh, people that were really, really, really humble, and that that makes me uh, that makes me grow up as a as a new person uh, when I was twenty years old. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, um, like you said, it made you grow up a bit more as a person. I mean, um, going through that, obviously, you left Blackburn after a, mm. uh, how long was it? Three years. You had a loan spell at Preston within them three years, didn't you? I mean, you only made one appearance for that. Was that just to try and get yourself more game time apart from Blackburn? Yes, exactly. I think the, the move up, the move for Preston, uh, I was talking to some other guys and he told me, let's he said, just go play some games because I was always injured and uh, I wanted to be more mature in mm -hmm. my game. So uh, Sam knew, um, what's the name of the manager? Um, I completely forgot. Sorry, uh, um, it's uh, well, sure. I forgot. Yeah, Phil Brown. Exactly. It went, Thank went you. Phil Brown. Was it? I, I went there with Phil yeah. Brown, and yeah. um, well, I said to Phil yeah. Brown, listen, like I'm not feeling really well, but he said, okay, let's do it, let's do it. And I, and I had an injection, and then, pff, like the the mm. first thirty five minutes, I was on fire. And suddenly I had like uh, a shot from like, I don't know, 15 yards, 15 yards. And then I felt my, my, my hernia yeah. just like something. It's like some, some, someone shot me in, the, in, in my belly and then I fell on the floor. Yeah, I fell on Ooh. the floor, uh, went in the changing room, crying, called my agent. I, I was saying to him like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do now. And uh, so I had, a, I had a surgery after that. Mm -hmm. I had a second, a second surgery after that. And then after I said, Preston, I think my time is finished there. My time is finished there. So I went back to, to Blackburn Rovers. That's mad. I mean, what, what was it like playing under, obviously, Big Sam? Obviously, now he's at West Brom. Um, I'm a fan of the other two lads who disagree with me. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what was it like for you with Big Sam? It comes across as a man-to-man -man manager. Old school manager. Yes, it, I mean, how was it, it for you? Is, you know, it is because you know, um, uh, I, I I grew up in a culture like you just play on the floor, but with Sam it's completely different. You know, 
with, with Bradman Rovers, we were like more gladiators, like elbows, headbutt. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like kicking the ball in the front and then just just print, press, you know, bite, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was completely different. It was probably more more than a fight than than play footy, you know. But but if you want to have a character, yeah, yeah. I think someone like that will give you the character you need to play in, in this game in Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just staying on Sam quickly. I mean, obviously he took the West Brom job. I mean, I mean, do you feel like? He'll keep West Brom up, or do you think it's a big ask? Well, for what know, he's, he's been to. successful on what he did, to be honest with you. Like, uh, most of the club he's been to, like, uh, mm. people that were struggling, the club that was struggling, and they suddenly bring the, the game. Because yeah. this this uh, football style is really, really annoying. It's really annoying, you know? If you're trying to play, you're trying to, mm. to do something like decent, but with him, it's just like annoying. Because you have to press hard the opposite team. Yeah. You don't have the time to breathe. It's ugly. They will tackle mm-hmm. you. That so it's tough. But uh, if the West Bromwich players say again, sorry, it wins your games. I'm saying it's it's exactly. not exactly. great, but it wins your games. So if you stick on that, but after mm-hmm. now the, the football become more modern. If I can mm-hmm. tell you, so uh, it, it's tied. Uh, for players yeah. become like more annoying in the end because uh, as a midfielder you're never going to touch the ball mm. as a midfielder and yeah it, yeah it's no. complicated it's complicated after I... yeah yeah I mean obviously you you said about Preston I remember actually when you played for Preston in that yes. game because that was <laughs> against my boys Leicester City um, and I yeah. think that was that was that obviously that was your debut and like you said, when after about half an hour, yeah, I think it would be more that, just I mean. before the halftime. I think. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I did remember you, so uh, that was cool. I mean, obviously, um, we've had Simon Cox on on our podcast as well, and he he played under Phil Brown and said what a good guy Phil were. I mean, what do you what did you make of Phil Brown in the short spell you had with him? Was he completely different compared to Sam or? Uh. Uh, it's it's a little bit different uh, because Phil Brown, but I had Phil Brown for for Preston, and uh, I was I was with him at Swindon Town. So um, Phil Brown is uh, more yes. um, in terms of communication. Phil Brown is more like a dad, you know. Uh, he speaks to you really, really, really clear. And yeah. if you want to play your football, he will let you play your football. He, he, Phil Brown will more adapt, uh, will, will more adapt to the players than some other guys, I think. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, after um, you left Blackburn, I mean, and then you went to uh, Accrington Stanley uh, again, a, a lot of a club with a lot of history. Um, how was it signing for uh, Accrington? Was you hoping for a bigger move than Accrington at the time, or? Did you just think, well, like, again, I just want need game time. I need, yes, you know, I need to show me, people for what me I'm it about. was simple. Like um, at the time, David Dunn uh, told me, "Listen, you need to, you need to play, you need to play." And then uh, he put me in contact with uh, Liam Ratchet Richardson, and then I went there, signed there, and then uh, yeah. that was the first time uh, I enjoyed uh, play 
footy. I enjoy play football. So I was there really, really to to play uh, football and especially uh, play consecutively games. You know, because uh, I couldn't play uh, Saturday to Saturday. It was always mm. Saturday. I was injured. Play a month after, I was really, really struggling. Then when I signed for Accrington, it was totally different. Uh, when I went there, I played uh, every game to the end of the season. So the, the, the club was supposed to go down. So with a few players, when we went there, we, we, mm. we probably won most of the games. We probably drew a few games and lost few lost few games. But it was, uh, it was a really, really good, good moment for me. Really good. Yeah, I mean... Did you have regrets of joining Blackburn? I, obviously, I know that was before, I mean, but did you have regrets thinking I could have signed for Accrington previously before Blackburn and you could have kick-started your career a lot earlier than obviously going from Blackburn? 100%. And, I should have left and then Blackburn Accrington. way before, you know. But what, what happened is um, when, um, mm. when all the managers were sacked because we had so many managers, uh, Steve King stayed. And then at the time, yeah. um, there is another manager called uh, Paul Clement. He was the assistant of at the time of Ancelotti. Yeah. And uh, I was with the I was with the reserves. <laughs> and then when he came, I went back to the first team, and he really really liked me. And then suddenly, he left and went mm. to PSG. <laughs> so, so I went back with the reserves. I went back with the reserves, <laughs> and then uh, and then spoke with Sifkin. He told me maybe I will I will give you a chance. So I come back with the the first team, but I lost my time there. I, I really really lost my time. I don't have any regret because now it's it's, it's a long time ago, you know. But uh, at time, hundred percent, I should left way yeah. before uh, Blackburn. So was you waiting by the phone for a call from PSG? Should have come to Derby when, he, when Paul Clement was at Derby. Yeah, <coughs> but yeah, it, it, it was too late. It, it was too late for me. I, I just needed to. It's like life, you know. When uh, when you when you study, when you when you you supposed to to get a new job, you need experience. And me, uh, I didn't have any experience mm. of a regular football, yeah. regular regular games. So I I just needed to play. I just need to play. Yeah, definitely. I mean, after that, Martin Allen from Gillingham signed you. I mean, um, obviously, we've had a few guests on as well. What said they played under Martin Allen? Um, some have said he's good. Some have said not so good. So, I mean, what did you make of Mad Dog? I mean, he was part of Leicester set up at some stage going back a few years. But I always thought he was a, a manager, what you wouldn't want to start with. But, you know, say the wrong well, things to What did you Martin, make of Martin Allen? Martin Allen was my dad, by the way. Martin Allen, he was, <laughs> he was like my dad uh, at the time. Uh, well, for me, it mm. was it. Uh, Gillingham was um, was a kind of blessing for me because when I played with Arkington, we played against Gillingham, and uh, I did the really, really uh, second half and um, play on Saturday, and then on Monday, Martin mm. Allen called me and said, "Listen, I want you to sign for Gillingham," and me, I said, "Yes, I will sign for you," and then uh, that was the time when they were, they were promoted. I signed there. And in the city, uh, it was tough. <laughs> it was complicated. <laughs> With my wife and son, it was really, really complicated. Uh, when I signed for Gillingham, uh, I couldn't play. F- we, we didn't play. We couldn't play football. 
uh, it was really, really tough for me. Uh, he didn't want mm. to play football, you know. You, you know, you can't turn with the ball. It was, it was impossible. But as a human person, uh, Martin was a really, really good person. But in terms of football, for me personally, it was complicated. I never enjoyed, and um, that was the time where I was. Mm. My heart was a little bit uh, was wasn't in peace because that was the time where I, I lost my brother. And um, yeah. a few years before, I, I lost my father. Sure. So it was it was really, really, really tough uh, for me. Really tough for me. Yeah, a massive rocky road for you then. No, on, no, on that respect. Um, obviously, Martin Allen made made big things about you because he was saying you was one of the best players, centre midfielders who's ever played at the Priestfield. So that's a good. You know, a good part, obviously, about Martin Allen is gave you that recommendation, saying how good you were. Um, like you said, you were obviously left there because what happened um, July twenty fifteen. Yes, sir. Uh, like so, so kind of League One to compare to League One. Yeah, yes, it is. Right, it so is, that was it is. Saint Raphael, if I'm right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what what made you go back there? Was that because you like you said? I mean, you lost family members and you just wanted to well, get back straight. That's because of my wife in the right ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, the thing is, people <laughs> there they really look like in football terms, but outside, sometimes outside, you know, we're still humans. We're still like uh, sensitive. I don't know how to say mm-hmm. that in English, but we still have got problems as a footballers. You no, know? you can't get all the money. You can't get cars. Mm-hmm. Your wife she can be yeah. beautiful, yeah, but yeah, inside of your heart, you know, there is a different story. So when I was looking at my wife, you know, I was seeing her like, there's something wrong, you know. And then uh, because I was suffering, I was injured at Gillingham. Yeah. I said, uh, well, well the, um, the, the, the owner called me and we had a chat. And um, I, the, this is a crazy moment because um, at the time I was with the manager who died uh, not too long time ago, um, he, he was the manager of Leighton Orient. Um, he just died not too long time ago. Um, I was with him. Then uh, they told me, "Listen, just go, just go, just go home." I said, "Well, I need to go home. So, that's true." So I went back home, and uh, many things happened in my life. Mm. Then uh, I signed for San Rafael, and when I signed there, it was one of the toughest moments in my life. What, yeah. Why? Because when I sit really? there, you know, I still have my Porsche Cayenne. Um, and when they saw me, they knew I was coming from England, Premier League. So they, they, they saw me as a guy like, mm. uh, what's wrong mm. with him? Who is? So I, I, yeah. I don't want to say like... Was it like um, yes, high, really, really, was it like a high expectation really high, when you got there? You know? I mean, in in England, from the players. I had an indication mm. like when you're on the pitch, you are like a lion. You know, when you're asking the ball, you just shout from the people. You know, when I came back, yeah. when I came back in France, it it wasn't mm. like that. In my team, it wasn't like it. So they saw me like, who's that guy? Where does he come from? And what happened is. Um, Many things happened, mm. and the manager called few flu players, and they sent us to the second team with the reserves. So I couldn't play 
any games in nothing N- nothing so oh, yeah and then after yeah I just play maybe two three games and then finish season yeah. finish Was it, was it, obviously, when you went there, you obviously had expectations, uh, I mean, that you was going to play games after games. I mean, obviously, you, you said you only played like two or three. Was there a part of you thinking, I need to go back to England? Or was there a part of you thinking, I'm just going to stick this out and I'm just going to try and break through into the <laughs> Listen, first team and like, play more games? When I went back to France, like, you know, um, me, I'm, I'm related to faith, you know. And, uh, and one day I had a dream. You know, I had a dream, and I was yeah. and I was playing. I was in a changing room with uh, with people that had blue shirts. Okay, so because I didn't play that season, I said, you know yeah. what? Like, will never leave me down. So I started to train on my own, do boxing <clears> stuff, and and suddenly I spoke with uh, yeah. Liam Richardson, the manager of Portsmouth. And he told me, come train with us. Yeah. And I went to Portsmouth, the Blue Shirts team, <laughs> and, I signed, and I signed there. Yeah. yeah. That's mad. That's really, that's good, though. I mean, obviously, that was a good move for you because Portsmouth, again, mm. I mean, are a massive club with massive history. So what was it like to actually play out and run out and, um, through the tunnel at Fratton Park. Yeah, I mean, that's some uh, yeah. The way you talk, bro, yeah, I got goosebumps to be honest with you because that that that, that, that was one of the the, the yeah. best time in my <laughs> career. You know, I was coming from for me, I was coming from nothing. Uh, I did nothing in my career, and then I and then I went there, mm. and then um, everything changed. Even the the cities and the sports move people, like they they're amazing people there. They, they really bring me uh, as their, their own son. Yeah. And I was feeling like free. So I could enjoy my footy. With Paul Cook, I could enjoy my game. And that was the first time really, yeah. uh, no, maybe the second time, really like enjoyed, you know, enjoyed. And then um, mm. and then I, I did my part, you know, like we were struggling. And uh, I asked the manager, you know, to, to talk to the players. So I did my own meeting with the players. And then a few mm. few days after, like we started to just win games, and then after in the end we win the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think because, you should be the manager. Because the manager I mean. told me like, said to me, like, oh, I mean, now now you spoke, you're gonna win games. I said yes, we're gonna win games. So we we we, we win we win the we, we've been champion that year. So I, I'm uh, I'm proud if I can say this. I'm proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent record. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wow. mean, do you remember uh, your first goal you scored for Pompey? I can't remember. Probably, yeah, Carlisle. Yes, yes, true. Yeah, Carlisle. Yeah, yeah. Carlisle away. Yeah. yeah, away. Yeah, that was a great win. Yeah, three yeah, yeah. 0 win. Um, yeah, it was a good win. I mean, obviously. Pompey, like we spoke about, is a massive club, massive history. Um, then, obviously, you left there, yes. you joined fellow League Two side Swindon Town, like you've mentioned. Uh, what, why did you leave Pompey? Well, this you is don't a, mind me asking the mean. It looks like Swindon. my life is crazy, but... <laughs> 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 but this is a true story. Um, <laughs> so, Paul Cook left and uh, he shocked everyone. He signed for Wigan. 
Then uh, I think Kenny Jacket came. Yeah, Kenny Jacket came. Yeah. So people who run out of contract yeah. just left the club. Okay. Except one guy, me. So I was in France. Mm. He called me, traveled to, to Portsmouth. We had a great chat. And uh, and then mm. said like, um, he said to me like, uh, I show you before. Uh, I saw you before played and stuff. Okay, I like you. I said, okay, cool. So went back to France, said to my family, I'm going to sign there. Everything is okay. Then, um, well, he never read me back. He never read me back. <laughs> what? That's unbelievable. <laughs> how how did you take that? I mean, well, obviously you didn't I, get I the was, call back. How I was shocked. That? I was shocked. And uh, especially the, um, I, I was in pain. And uh, it, it affect to be, but I tell you the truth, it affect mm. my marriage. To be honest with you, yeah, it just affect my marriage. And uh, yeah. mm. I spoke to him, and uh, and he said to me, "It's better for you and your family to go away, to go away." Uh, <laughs> and uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. And I mean, to, to be fair, I mean, just going on, Kenny. Quickly, yes. We had um, Brett Brett Pittman on not so long ago, uh, and he said the same sort of thing where he was waiting for this call and he went for this call and eventually he got a call and then he didn't get a call. So it mm. it seems the same thing. And Brett said he enjoyed playing at Pompey. No, I, I mean, obviously I, you, I, I don't you must have played with Brett mind. at Pompey, did you? Uh, I thought you might have played with Brett because he was yeah, there so, so quite he, a few he years. Came so he might have before your uh, after your time then. Yeah, he came to your. Ah, uh, there we go. So, I mean, after you heard about um, obviously not going back there and and, and all that lot, um, I mean, so that, is that why you signed for Sweden? Yeah, I had a few clubs, but one of the good people I know in Portsmouth, he just called me, said like, I was in a meeting, the many people they were talking about you, and he said to me, bro, I, I recommend you to go to Swindon Town. You know, it's a big club. Uh, that wants to go up and you have the good profile to go there. So um, the manager of Swindon called, he was ringing me every day. I was on the beach, I was chilling. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, he was ringing me every day. So I, asked, I said, okay, if, the, if that person wants me, he really wants me to play, so I will sign there. I will sign there and enjoy. Yeah, I mean, like you've already said it, Swindon again is another big club. Um, obviously, in was it in June 2018 you put on your Twitter page that you announced that you were leaving the club? Um, but Excuse me, you offered a new can, deal. Can, at can that you repeat, time? please? Because I can't hear. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I was just saying, um, 2018 arrived in, and then apparently, oh. what I've read, I don't know how true this is. I mean, but you'll have to tell me. Uh, on Twitter, you announced that you were going to leave the club. Um, but okay. you got offered a so new can deal repeat again right. because now, yeah, now I can hear properly now. Yes, yes. So, so, sorry. So, so, yeah. No. Now it's now it's fine. Uh, now sorry, it's mate. Fine. Can, it's fine now. Is that better for you? Yes. yes. Good. So all, I was, all I was saying is, um, obviously in 2018 um, for Swindon, I read that you put a tweet up saying you was leaving the club despite being offered a new deal. Um, well, I mean, what was that? No, that Did you reject not, it, or that's not true at all. Was that not the, true? The thing is, uh, yes, no, no, no. That that's true. That's true. That's true. No, I re- I reject the deal. Why? It's, it's simply because uh, I had few. I had like uh, an interest mm. in Spain, 
in second division. And in the same time, for me, it was the time where mm-hmm. I, I needed to, uh, to go. I didn't feel like uh, very well uh, with Phil Brown. And um, I rejected the deal because the, well, it, was, it was about mm-hmm. money. They just played the money for, for, for crazy, you know. And the, because they were telling me, you, yeah, I want you to stay. I want you to do this, yeah. to do that. But you, you cut um, my salary. I said, why? <laughs> why? If you want to play, just like stay on the same. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not focused yeah, on exactly. money, you know. But why you want to keep someone yeah, yeah. and bring the money down? So I said, listen, mm. do they respect me really? Like, so mm. I said, no, it's better for me. Like, uh, I try to go away. I try to go mm. away. I mean, I mean, if they well, said you'll keep your salary, salary the same, but they, they really, really bring the, my salary down. I, mm. I was shocked. Mm. I was shocked. But at the time, did you think when they said that? Did you not think Phil Brown would then obviously because you've been with Phil Brown before? Did you not think? Hold on a minute, I've worked with him in before. Let's give him the same salary as what he will get in all. Did you not have that funny feeling? Life might sometimes stick by is you a, a mystery. Bit more? To be honest with you, I can't really answer because it, mm. how, how can you explain like you want yeah. a player, you want him to stay, you like you talk to him and by saying like I want I want you to be the captain because even I wasn't I wasn't the, the captain at Swindon, I was like the priest. So mm. everything happened bad. They were calling me and say, I mean, uh, we got yeah. a problem. You know, even outside football. <laughs> so that was my role there. You know. And the manager knew knew it. Any problem, you you call me, okay? Yeah. And then after, you, yeah, you you telling me you bring my salary mm. down. I was like, it's a sh- why? <laughs> Just why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, especially like you say, being the uh, father figure in the club. Um, obviously, then. This is one where I, I like to ask you some questions. Yes. Obviously, um, Salford City's got a lot of history now. I mean, we're coming up through the through the leagues, and obviously the class of '92 now own it. Gary Neville, etc. Well, for, for Salford, what it was, was the feeling uh, like it was funny. For Salford? Uh, it was funny to see uh, Gary Neville and uh, all the boys, and uh, it was a good time. Uh, I knew the manager from a mm. long time ago, uh, Graham Wesley. Uh, he wanted me at time uh, for for Fleetwood, yeah. And uh, I, at this time, you know, uh, I was on trial before before mm. the sign for Salford City. Uh, I was close. I was close to sign for for Fleetwood, but after I went to to Salford City, and at that moment I was living in Manchester, so for me it was perfect to to sign there. And then uh, and then again and mm. again I get injured. Bad tackle in training, I broke my ankle. Tried to yeah. come back, it, but it was it was too late. You know, it was too late. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, do you feel if obviously I know it's hypothetical, but obviously you didn't have the injury, do you reckon you could have yes, pressed on yeah, and played a bigger yes. part in the Salford team? And, uh, <laughs> I did my part, like as I always do in, in teams, like for Portsmouth, for for Swindon, and for Salford City. I was every time doing like uh, like a meeting when the team was uh, when the atmosphere between the managers and the players were a little disturbing. I was always doing a meeting because I believe like 
to mm. perform on the pitch often you need to perform outside the pitch like we need you need a, a really good atmosphere you need to spend time together to love each other and then after you can repeat the the, the effort yeah. on the pitch so that that was my role in the in the football teams i was i was doing it Yeah, that's great. I mean, as well as with Salford, did you ever get to speak I, to the likes of Gary yes, Neville, Bill Neville, yeah, yeah, Giggs, Scholes? I had Scholes, a great chat with, um, with Gary any, Neville. We, 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 you know, we, 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 I, I had a great chat, but we didn't have the time because um, when when we spoke to them, it was uh, when we won the um, when we won the promotion at Wembley, you know. And we, we we were a bit drunk as well. Many people they were drinking, so mm-hmm. you, you yeah. can't really really talk. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you just party. <laughs> we, we were enjoying. We were all happy, and then uh, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, as well as I mean, um, with your international career. Um, you represented Congo. Now I've had a, I've got a good friend, the Congolese okay. friend as well, um, in Loa Loa, and he and he loves to say how he loves to see uh, <coughs> Congolese players come into the game in England and stuff. So, I mean, wow. how how was it for you getting an international call up for Congo? Yeah, I, I think. And this how is different uh, was it for like one of the football, best experience I, mean. I had, uh, not in terms of just football, but in my life, you know, because. When you when you play for for Congo, you know it's uh, it's Africa. It's a, they're they're really really fans and fanatic. If you don't play well, they will throw you stone straight away, bro. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> it's, it's not it's not Europe. It's a different different atmosphere. <laughs> you you know the pressure you have because you know the you play for the country. You re- yeah. It, the, you know, people, if they play for England, for France, they know you play for the whole country. You represent the country. And Congo, of course, is a poor country. So the only way you can give you, give hope to people, it's just by kicking mm. the ball. <laughs> it's by kicking the ball, you know. So uh, as a footballer, sometimes we, we don't understand, yeah, we don't yeah. realize that we, mm. we are like ambassadors of peace, you know. This is why the our behavior must be often yeah, yeah, clean to be uh, to be like an example, you know. But mm. many footballers they don't they don't really understand that. Yeah. No, I mean I totally get where you're coming from on that. I mean, and as well as what made me uh, look yeah. at this as well, you actually yeah. made your debut in a three 0 loss against Algeria. <laughs> no, no, the, the, born I in Algeria. They, they did a mistake. I don't know where they wrote this. Uh, that was against Tunisia, not Algeria. Yeah, I don't know. I, I need to. I need to speak to to someone about ah, it. But I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, um, I mean, as well as I mean, have no, you played with the likes of Lua 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 at international level? I mean, or not? Congo. Um, Lua Lua play for Congo Kinshasa. Is the biggest. Con- the big Congo, you know, Zaire, and me, I play for the small Congo uh, yes. with uh, Christopher Samba, defender mm. of Blackburn at the time. Mm. Uh, that's the Congo. It's called Congo Brazzaville. Ah, yeah. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> what, what's the better I, I, Congo? I would say, I would say uh, <laughs> Brazzaville because they're more quiet. But Congo Kinshasa, to be fair, you know, there is a lot of wars in, in, in many countries mm. and stuff, but out to Congos, they've been chilling for 
they've been peaceful for many years mm. and I'm really proud of them. I'm really proud. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that I, nice. I, I know it's... Jacko, is again, there anything you want to add? Just touching on the injury well, thing, well, well, yeah. I, I take it that's been the sort of biggest frustration for you throughout your career because obviously you talked about, you know, you've managed to go on loan to Preston and you, you got an injury there within sort of the first first half of your game. Is How have you managed to cope with that mentally throughout your career dealing with that well that that's a really really good question bro that's a really good question well I, <laughs> thanks that's i think that's my one for the year i think don't make his head uh, any no, bigger i mean that, that, that's a really good question <laughs> um because before before to be a footballer you know you're you're, you're a man <laughs> And uh, at that time, like I just wanted to play football and stuff, but uh, when when I got injured that that game, I called my agent. I was in the changing room. I was crying, and um, he said, "Listen, listen, I I ring you back." He never ring me back. That was yeah. the la- one of the last time I had my agent. Okay, so how you deal with it? So you have a wife. So at the time, my wife, she, she, she helped me a lot. And then uh, I had so many injuries. I was feeling really bad. I was like deep down, like bad, kind of depression and stuff, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but the thing is, me, I, I, was, I was born in a Christian family. My mom, my sisters, brothers. So even you, you got faith, but faith is, that's your own choice, you know. Yeah. So, and then after I just had my experience, I said, you know, you know like God, I, I need your help. And that's how uh, I, um, I was like, come out from the deep oceans, if I can say this. I, I was in the ocean, to be honest with you. I was deep down. And then uh, I said, listen, I, I need to have my, my own experience. And I had it with Jesus. This is the only person who helped me to get through injuries. Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's amazing to have that sort of faith in the fact that... And I know that you talked about it a couple of times, that there was sort of fate with joining Portsmouth and, and being able to go there and apply your trade and, and help them get promoted. Mm. Um, is, is that something that you've sort of... Uh, not sort of faith-wise, but have, have you sort of helped young players coming through, sort of giving them that sort of confidence to realise that it's not over if it doesn't work at one club, that they've got chances to go somewhere else and potentially get a, another a second chance that gives them a chance of winning a title or playing, you know, United in a cup final or, or something like that. Is mm. that, have you taken that forward as you've gone along in your career? You have to, you know, because yeah. it's like, I, I, I tell you a phrase, it's like, um, you, you you cannot suffer in vain, you know. All the experience you have, you have to give. Yeah. You have to give. So I've been through injuries, depression, everything. So I know footballers they they get into it tough, you know, really, really, but they don't talk about it. No. And by experience, you discern any issues in people's life, mm-hmm. and then you talk. And then in the football terms, because I've been struggling, injuries and stuff, of course, I say, listen, bro, if you don't play here, go enjoy somewhere, somewhere else. Yeah. You've got men, you got 72 clubs in yeah. uh, professional, I think professional in, uh, in England. Yeah. Just go mm. away 
and enjoy yourself. If if you you talk to the manager, mm. if the manager doesn't want you here or you don't play, bro, you twenty years old, just go away. Mm. Go away. That's it. Yeah, I I I get that. I'm sorry to jump in, Jacko, but uh, Amir, well as well as, don't you feel now? Players like coming up through the youth, etc., should be educated a bit more on this, as um, regards to depression, injuries, yeah. faiths, religions, colours, yeah. you know everything. At the minute, we're seeing uh, Black Lives Matters. Surely that should be stamped out from a young age, coming up through the academies, uh, even through grassroots football. That should be stamped straight out. So, do you feel that that's um, changed since uh, you've been playing and not been playing? In England, yes, but not in France. Not? Uh, the PFA, the PFA, they're doing a great work to uh, how can I say that in English? Prevent wow. like players, young players, and yeah. um, you know only it's funny, huh? but only the culture like only in America yeah. and in England they've got chaplain in clubs. We, oh, okay. we, we don't have that in France. Yeah. Okay, and the other yeah. thing is hundred percent. Of course, you have to prevent mm. young people. It's like seeds. You need to put seeds. When they where they are like sixteen to nineteen, because they don't understand real life, you know, they they they're just young, yeah. uh, they they don't all leave their parents, and the the issue is when you're young footballer, you see Bentley, mm. you see Ross Royce, you see Rolex, you want yeah. the same thing. So when you get the amount of money, bro, you yeah. lost. Yeah. <laughs> you are completely lost because yeah. they don't understand money is more pow- powerful than mm. you think. So, you, the people, they don't educate young footballers to take care yeah, of I their agree. money yeah. and take care of themselves. So, you need to put seeds where they're young and then after you're taking fruits after you. Yeah. I think... I agree. And I, I mean, as well, I mean, do you feel like um, football as a uh, 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 how do I put it? A different perspective, a perspective on on young lads, like you say. Mm. With like, I know if we go to the big stars like Ronaldo, you say drives in these Bentleys and stuff like that. They don't see I, behind I, the I, scenes what what other footballers suffer with. If you understand what I'm saying, yeah. so they don't understand that Ronaldo might be suffering with depression. He doesn't show it. Now I feel that footballers should show it more, speak out more, get on the Instagram, get on Facebook, share it out, let us all hear their story. You know. And I just feel that the perception of football at the minute is you, that I is the completely agree with money, you, girls, I completely agree. Football, this is it. That's it. You know, is it, you know, the human history is a cycle. I did, mm. I, in the Roman Empire, they've got gladiators. They were fighting for the glory. Today, mm. in the football, that's exactly the same. They're fighting for something. It's gonna, it's yeah. gonna end after you finish your career. <laughs> after it, it will be, it will be finished. So, so. If you put your identity as a footballer, it's dangerous. Mm. Because it's it's only 15 years of your life. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay? You you sign signatures and blah, blah, blah. But after you win trophies, Mm. well done, perfect. But after, bro, we're all going to end. You know, look, Maradona. Maradona is gone. Maradona is gone. So... So it's really, really important that they put their, their eyes on the yeah, right thing. And yeah, as true. you said, huh? mm. Instagram, girls, cars, money, 
it's um that's that's money that the that's the money money is powerful money is powerful mm. yeah i agree i mean we've also had marlon king on i mean and his story was fantastic just like yours and uh he said coming near the end of his career he sat down and thought to himself right i'm coming to mm. the end of my career what can i do i need to invest my money wisely i need to look after my family so what he did in the end, he moved back to his home country, um, mm, and then obviously he built houses, and he's now got his own his own business out there. So he said, "That's this is what the young kids he said needs to do now is feel like if they do make it, spend your money wisely." He's saying not have fun, but have fun, but spend it wisely. You know, and I and I agree with that. I mean, there's too many out there now, like you say, who just wants to be a footballer for the money. And you see that in the game sometimes. Well, I do. Mm. I mean, I mean, I see it in the game. Mm. I think they, they don't really want to put your shirt on and play for that club. They're just there for the money. You know, you get the odd players, mate. What will stay there twenty years and play for the, and won't want to move. And then you got some young players. What mm. think? Yeah, I've got mm. a call. Mm. United, Man United want me. Twenty mil, bang, I'm gone. You know. Mm. And that's what I don't yeah. like. If you want to play for the club, play no, for the it's club. True. Uh, and have your I, I, I completely agree with you. That's and uh, well, we well now we've got the we've got the coronavirus. You got a lot of things like uh, it affects because now uh, even outside football now it's more like about fear now, and um, you know people they they cannot go to the to the stadium. Then the people they're really really struggling. Mm-hmm. But well, uh, when it's going to end this all the story? I don't know, but the football will stay the same. The the money will stay the same. At the moment, no, the like, how can you imagine a transfer of 200 million mm. people? People they don't have food, you know, <laughs> people suffering, and then yeah. you do a transfer of 200 million. Oh. Like, this, this is uh, this is crazy, <laughs> but this is what it is, you know, the, the, the world is turning like this, so we mm. have to, uh, you know, have to, to make our, our own choices, um, the, the right way. Huh? That's it, that's it. Yeah, just to say, sort of. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, Jacko, do you want a couple more before we how, finish? Where up? do you see yourself going with your career now? Are you sort of wanting to carry on with football? Or are you wanting to sort of take a, a backward step and and sort of looking at coaching? Or how do you see where you're going from now? Well, when uh, when uh, when I talk about my story, for me, it's really really simple. Uh, I want to be an agent. Okay. Uh, simple of that, I, I, and I don't, I don't like the word agent. I want yeah. to be like a brother. Yeah, that? yeah. Because I've been through a lot, you know. Uh, if you talk about financially, uh, uh, marriage, mm. injuries, I've been through everything. Yeah, I've been through everything. So, to as we said, to prevent young players, you need someone who went through it. Mm. I've been through it, so I can explain. What's about injuries, about money, mm-hmm. about marriage? Uh, I want footballer to have a, a lifestyle where they are uh, stable, you know, yeah. uh, invest their the, the money, as you said, wisely. Mm-hmm. And uh, because me- when you make mistakes, like life doesn't play, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like there's no time for you. Like not a long time ago, we heard the, the young boy from Man City just kill himself. Yeah. You know, a, a rugby man in France killed himself as well. You know, yeah. so it's we're going to um, to a life where it's really, really complicated. And then, agent for me, 
is perfect and needs to be an agent. Yeah. How how would just out of, you know for for our listeners who are curious of how that works, how does that how do you start on that journey to becoming an agent? Say again, sorry. How, how do you start be, to becoming an agent once you you finish your career? Do you is there sort of I don't know, as stupid as it sounds, like a recruitment agency that they look for that are wanting sort of ex pros that yeah, yeah want to help yes, those going forward. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. Yes, it is. You need to do uh, like as you said exactly this and the recruitment something. Yeah, I need to go there and then do my study, but. Mm-hmm. In the same time, what happened is, uh, I think in England, you can buy a license as well. Okay. And you can be like, um, how can I say it? In a list of agents, that's it. Yeah. But in, but in France, is a complicated country, to be honest with you. Like, to be an agent, you have to do some tests from some exams, and it costs you, uh, uh, yeah, one k something. Oh, okay. In, in, uh, in England, you, you don't have to study. And yeah. it costs you five hundred. <laughs> wow. <okay. laughs> you know? yeah. So for me, the choice is really simple. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, going on to that agent quickly before we finish off. I mean, I mean, obviously, I've, I've worked with Jack, and we've done West Brom as a scout. Okay. Um, so I know a bit about the agency-wise. I've worked with a few players who are now in the um, Vanamara. Um, Vanarama. There we go. There we go. There we go. But anyway, have you not ever thought about then an agent? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I heard. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's funny you asking me that because I was speaking with my agent about it, and and many people they told me to start to be scout first before to be an agent. So yes, decent. Um, Jack, Jacko, sorry, do you want to finish up with Jack's questions? Yeah, here, so. we, we, we usually have these couple of questions. I mean, we've, we've asked them to all our, our guests. Um, who, who are the best players that you've played with and played against? Wow, players played with and played against? Yeah. Wow, that's a good question. This. If, if you can narrow it down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, I playing uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, I think Fen War, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yeah. I play with him and against him, so yes. Yeah, there we go. Akin Fen War. There we Decent. go. Yeah, that that is the conclusion of part two of After Extra Time. Um, a massive thanks, I mean, for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure, and it's been a Thank great story. Thank you very story. much. And uh, me, me and Jacko wish you well, mate, and and hopefully uh, we can talk again sometime when you become an agent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, and if you need anyone to start with, Jacko, you're available, aren't you, mate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's an eating competition, yeah, definitely. <laughs> not, not football, no. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. And uh, I hope you have a good evening. And uh, thanks again for coming on. Thank you very much. I really appreciate. It. God bless you guys. Thank God you. bless, mate. Thank Take you. care. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.